Hey there, this is Dr. BJ Roca, and this is the next episode of the Cairo Union Podcast. I uh, am continuing on with a couple of thoughts um, and combining some things together, but I wanted to talk about marketing and some of the impact that the decisions you make in marketing and uh, in the practice of chiropractic Uh, how you should be framing and how you should be thinking about marketing. Um, so let's just get into it. I mean, one, the first thing you need to define is that all chiropractic offices are location-driven, service-based businesses. That's what a chiropractic business is. So if you're going to research marketing, if you're going to do any reading about marketing or even take classes online or in Apple school, what is Apple iTunes University or whatever, there's many marketing classes available. The information that's relevant to you as a chiropractic provider, uh, you own a location-driven, service-based business. Now, whenever you get together in social media or you know, uh, are with a group of chiropractors online in particular, there are, there are marketing experts that are always targeting chiropractors and social media and these other things. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast is I recently met with two different C-level uh, owners of social media marketing companies, meaning they were, uh, one was um, essentially the technology officer, the chief technology officer of a round B company. This is a serious company, has quite a lot of money invested into it, and a large portion of their success or failure is based upon their uh, technology and their social media presence, and they manage a team of people that, uh, man- that, that are their social media presence as a company. They have a team of people dedicated to marketing the company and maintaining a presence on social media. And this individual oversaw that department. They were responsible for that. So they have a keen understanding of the importance of social media uh, and the application of it and marketing um, and what their opinion was of the chiropractic profession. And they were quick to point out that in terms of these platforms and the Internet in general, since chiropractors are location-driven, that all the marketing needs to be location-driven and that these social media platforms are not they may be lo- they may have a location feature but they are not location driven and there's no real verification of location or anything like that it's not like you're using gps uh, when you are using these platforms so when you use search terms and keywords since it's not related to location it essentially becomes irrelevant audience a global audience <clears throat> the possibilities are endless of what that where that person actually is so that and then the way that the people are searching for location based services uh the platforms that they're using the, the, these uh social media platforms such as facebook and you know other things they're not uh profitable it's not worth wasting their time even looking at the possibility of marketing uh, location-based services at all. They just don't do it. 
<laughs> they uh, instead focus on products or even or globally based services, services that are available to a global market. Because uh, when they're using those platforms such as Facebook, Facebook ads, funnels, all these key words that you hear and you hear these but ex- supposed experts talking about, uh, it's all <laughs> um, not really that relevant to the practice of chiropractic or running a, a successful chiropractic practice because it's a location-based service. And the audience you're seeking and the platforms that you want to use are, need to be location-driven, such as Google Maps or other location-driven applications or platforms that people use. Or that's, or that's the feature or the way in which you want to integrate with those other platforms is location-driven, location-based. They also took point uh, of pointing out how labor-intensive it is to success, excuse me, successfully manage one of these uh, campaigns uh, this, because it is possible, obviously, uh, to use the internet to, to grow your business quite successfully. But in order to do so, it is going to take time and money. It's, it's, and then you have to do an analysis of how much time and money you're spending uh, versus how much you're gaining in return. Uh, and in their opinion, especially on a large scale, because they're dealing in large scale, they don't even attempt it. Uh, based on their analysis and understanding of the industry, which is far greater than myself or, uh, dare I say, any uh, chiropractor, because they've been just as dedicated to uh, these um, uh, this industry and these markets uh, for just as long as any chiropractor has been dedicated to chiropractic. This is what they they know. They independent of each other, both shared very similar advice. Um, so I don't know how much of it was just validation of one another, how, uh, or how, uh, but they both had very similar opinions in terms of uh, Facebook not being an effective means. Uh, they both uh, pointed out how Twitter was dead and any type of involvement, you know, that Twitter essentially was not an effective means in order to generate new uh, clients. They, they, some of these platforms, Facebook and Twitter, they can be helpful and they can be useful, but only in the sense where you participate, meaning you spend time or labor um, creating content and engaging with uh, the community. But building the community is essentially a waste of time, and there's no sense spending money in order to build the community. What you should need to do instead is use one or two of these platforms in order to maintain contact with your community and... Uh, remind them of your existence, essentially, and just stay in front of them and you know, continue to define who you are to them and inform them and provide them with free content uh, so that when they do need your services, that you're the first person that they think of. That's what makes it very labor-intensive and costly because to continue being in front of them, you either need to continual, continually create content uh, or spend money on ads and clicks so that they get exposed to your content uh, that eventually lead to uh, people walking in the door and seeking care. Because it's one thing to get clicks. It's another thing to have people walk in the door or call. And it's, another person, it's another thing to have someone walk in the door and call because they saw that ad on Facebook or that resulted in a phone call. And so, you know, they have to be careful because <laughs> the... Um, 
effectiveness or the cost of these things are extremely volatile. The cost of a key, let's say you're in a market and you run a Facebook campaign and it's very successful and you spent a uh, hundred dollars running that campaign and you generated you know four new patients so it's twenty five dollars per patient that you can verify were a direct result of that campaign. Well, you might say that that was highly successful. The next time you try to run that exact same campaign, you might not get any results, or the cost of doing the exact same campaign may be. $250 or $300 and you won't yield nearly the results that you did uh, because if you do it somebody there's another competitor that's why they're auction based uh, and what your bids are because it's always um, going to be sold to the highest bidder so the cost of those clicks at any moment can go up dramatically so and there's people using algorithms and all these sorts of things and there's competition and people are spending all kinds of money uh, so the driving up the costs of those clicks uh, so then <laughs> it's going to be very hard to budget or measure the effectiveness of these ads uh, depending upon the return you're getting because it's so volatile of a market I mean it's auction based it's not like you're buying postage stamps and sending out cards where you know that post you know you can be fairly confident that that postage rate is not going to change dramatically uh, in the next number of years. Uh, where the cost of that click, I I, had, I remember paying a dollar or two dollars a click uh, at one point in time, and then the next time I went to run the ad, which I would have been a month later, um, the cost of the click had tripled. Somebody else had decided, you know, more people were trying to use that platform, more people were paying for clicks and there the for the price went up and eventually it got up to where the cost of the click was uh made it uh you know cost prohibitive where you're paying you know, six dollars just if somebody clicked but you would need to get 10 or 15 or 20 clicks before you're going to get somebody that's going to actually call you or your office or walk through the door or you can you maybe get lucky and it may be two or three clicks and you get somebody that walks through the door you never really know ahead of time and it, and it's so volatile uh, that it's hard to predict it's gambling and it's high risk gambling they both also emphasize the importance of the only way to use it successfully was to Connect with locals, connect with people that are in your area, connect with people that work in your area, connect with people that live in your area, and the closer to your office, the better. For whatever reason, just connect with those people and provide them some sort of service, whether, but which typically results in free content, and that's what makes it labor intensive. You have to, so you're meeting the local uh, hair salon or the auto body guy or, um, you know, the, the diner down the street and you're introducing yourself, but you're um, getting their social media information. You're logging in, you're giving them a positive review. You're asking them for a positive review. You're reminding them that you're down the street. Uh, you might try and get them signed up on your email list or your newsletters or uh, just to like your Facebook page or whatever. Uh, but, but they want to do that with people. You want to get out and, again, labor-intensive in the community and do grassroots, guerrilla-style uh, marketing and use these platforms in order to make that uh, more effective to where you're um, 
where you make the the boots on the ground effort more effective by using these technologies rather than trying to circumvent the need for grassroots guerrilla style marketing by investing into social media. Uh, Try to use them as means of communicating and building your own audience within the local community, which is where your office is. Because you want to constantly be reminding people that you exist. Because it's a, there's also a need uh, involved with any kind of marketing. You need to identify a need. Um, they were also uh, one of the last things I want to, that that both of these people mentioned and brought to my attention was that it's all uh, when it comes to location-based services. Essentially, it boils down to the top three in Google Maps. And maybe the top five, but you're really aiming for the top three in Google Maps. And the things that are going to drive that are reviews, links, location-driven um, criteria. So let's say you have, you know, 360 pictures taken of the interior office. You have pictures available of the inside, the outside. You go in and you complete all of the information in your Google profile. You claim the address. You claim the business. You start. You know. You put. You. you, you do all of the things that Google wants you to do. You click all of their boxes and it's going to make you more likely to show up when somebody, and also location, depending on how close they are to you, that you'll show up within the top three or top five results of chiropractor or chiropractic when somebody is looking for um, or seeking services in the area. But also, even if they just put in your name, let's say they know you and they know your name, and they're looking for you. Just because they put that information into Google doesn't necessarily mean that they the, they will get your information. <laughs> you might not be the first one to pop up. Uh, when my name was searched, there were uh, not one, not two, but three chiropractors that paid money to run ads on my name. And they would do the same thing with my name that they would do with other keywords such as chiropractor, chiropractic. Uh, they would in, increase the cost where it got up to two or three or four dollars uh, just to get my, na- my name and number to be the first one to pop up when people search for my name or my phone number. Because other chiropractors would add, they would use that keyword and they would put an ad on that keyword. So if someone searched the name of my practice or my name, the first thing that would pop up was a ad for uh, another chiropractor in town. Now, you have to give that person credit. I wouldn't have thought to have done that because I don't feel that that's a particularly good thing to do. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that those people are looking for me and that the, uh, you know, but, you know, it's a matter of... Uh, I don't know what it, what it's a matter of. It's not something that I would do, but it's something that other people would do and do all of the time. If there's a local practice that uh, people are searching and trying to get information about. Uh, why not put an ad on that on that term or on that name? Because it's the same audience. We're both seeking. We both want to be in front of people that are seeking chiropractic care. Uh, Testimonials, case studies, evidence, reviews, blogs, uh, again, content creation. The more you create content, the more you share and link your website, your, the, more, the more you mention your 
physical location, the more you link the content you uh, create to your physical location and, and your practice, the more of those things that you do, uh, the more proof that you have to support your opinions, uh, the better you're going to rank uh, not only on these uh, al- algorithmically uh, decided lists from Google, you'll rank better and um, you'll be more convincing to the audience because you'll have more proof, more evidence of uh, what you're talking about. You'll seem more credible. Uh, so if they, the more they look and the more they research you, the better they'll feel about contacting you or seeking your care. And I have to admit, some of the stories that I've written, some of the things that I've posted, just as blog entries, other things, I'm often quite surprised that people will mention that they have read that and they were moved by it or they were touched by my chiropractic story and that's why they sought care from me. So, I mean, and that's one of the thing that we started very early on in chiropractic school, a small group of friends. So we would constantly be telling each other, or asking each other to tell, uh, to, what's your chiropractic story? Why chiropractic? Why are, you here? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? Because it helped as you're facing stress and you're facing challenges, you remind yourself, why, you, why are you here? And tell your story. And, remind, and, and we would do that uh, throughout our chiropractic education. And uh, it's become second nature for me to tell my chiropractic story a number of different ways, depending on my audience. Uh, but I, it was still surprising to me how... Uh, important those words were to a number of different people that took the time to and, and like I didn't believe that anybody was even taking the time to read them never mind that those words were significant enough uh, to inspire them to seek my care and that happened many more times uh, than I uh, ever thought so that's um, you know I think you should get in the habit of telling your chiropractic story regardless of what it is and uh, refining it and improving it so that when you tell it, it you're confident and uh, comfortable with your chiropractic story and um, there's no reason why you can't uh, since just because you publish it on your website doesn't mean you can't update it or add to it or your chiropractic story doesn't necessarily have to end where you continue telling your chiropractic story and it can evolve uh, over time so continue writing and publishing and that'll continue to help your online presence and social media presence you also want to be careful and then and i was again I, I learned this lesson the hard way with the influx of new patients and the influx of phone calls one of the things that initially got me into doing uh online marketing and some social media marketing was uh, i was given a credit with a purchase i bought something that came with a a hundred dollar credit so I used this credit and I set up a campaign real fast. And unfortunately, because I did it on a Friday after, you know, at the end of the day on Friday or at lunch on Friday or whatever, uh, I received a number of phone calls Friday evening. And I was able to return a few of those phone calls Saturday morning. But, and then I received more phone calls again on Sunday. But the, I was out of the office, obviously. Sunday, the office was closed. So I spent a lot of money. I, the whole credit got burned up very quickly. It got spent up in a matter of two or three days. It resulted in a number of phone calls that I would have been very happy to get. But I was unable to service those phone calls. Um, so I learned an important lesson there. 
And there's different factors and different reasons that will determine when you get phone calls or when they'll display your ad. And, uh, you know, what does your schedule look like? Do you have the ability to add five new patients or 10 new patients in the next two days or the next three days? So, you know, look at your schedule and make sure that you have an opportunity to see these people. We can real and remember that the goal of your marketing is to not need to do any more marketing. That you're seeing enough patients where you don't have enough room in your schedule to add new patients, and that the phone rings so much every day from referrals and from other and from patients that you've already have that you, you couldn't possibly need to spend money doing marketing because the phone rings too much as it is. And that's really what your goal is. So how can you do effective marketing that helps you reach that goal? Remind yourself of your goals and that the goal is to not need to spend any market money on marketing to limit your overhead, decrease your overhead, improve, improve your profits, increase your profits, make your time more valuable. And you do in one of those ways, you, the best ways you can do that is to eliminate the need to do any marketing whatsoever. The internet you know, is inherently flawed to marketing a location-driven service business because it is global. So it is a tool to help local people connect to a global market. But you don't have any interest in a global market. You are only interested in people that are in your immediate area, in your immediate network. Who are you participating with? Are you participating? Are you taking insurance? Uh, what, you, know, you want to let people know who you are. Because if they're looking for you on the internet, they're seeking care, and they're going to want to know who you are compared to other people. Uh, so they already, they already know what you do because that's what they're looking for. Uh, but you need to have some – what they're buying is you. So you want to represent yourself. You want to represent your business. And you want to identify what you do, what solutions you offer to their problem um, – but this, again, involves a personal investment. And you can't necessarily hire somebody to be uh, you on social media. So you, know, you need to consider that when, if you do hire somebody, uh, what they're representing. And are, do you really want to hire someone to represent you and who you are? You also need to be very careful about what your local regulations may be on social media claims and realize that whatever you post on social media is or could be construed as uh, health information or truth in lending or marketing or you know what your scope is in marketing local rules and regulations can be um, you know strict and they can be vague and you don't may not want to be in the gray area of the law so make sure you look at your local regulations i know canada right now is going through a, a crackdown on marketing and they're targeting specifically social media content and what people say online. Uh, but it's a global conversation you're participating in when you're online. But you provide a local service. So you need to weigh the risk and the reward of your time and what you're doing and the cost uh, with, your, with the fact that it's really the locality uh, that is important to you more than the global conversation. It's all about you in your location and the service that you provide at that location more that more so than the global conversation. So you want to participate in your local community conversations. You want to participate in uh, as close to your 
um, as you, to your personal community as possible in your own network that you're building, which is within your community. You know, when you're providing a service, you have nothing tangible. There is nothing that people can touch and feel. So you need the only thing that they're buying is you, and the only thing that they have to base their decision on is your marketing. So it is important that you do marketing, especially when you're first getting started, in order, and that when you do it, you do it correctly. Uh, but it is quite simple, and the simpler you keep it, usually the better it is. You provide a service, which is a solution to a problem. So those those are the benefits. Uh, and you want to let people know what the benefits are of seeking your care because you're going to solve their problem. You need to be careful. You know, one of the best things to do in marketing is set expectations, but you want to be careful when you set those expectations because the, one of, another good principle is you, you want to under-promise and over-deliver. You want to set an expectation that is reasonable, and then you want to exceed that expectation. You want to impress people. People, you want to ask people to have that wow moment. And if you set an expectation that's already so high and you fail to meet that bar, you may have done an excellent job. It was just the, the picture that you painted with your marketing set, set an expectation that was unattainable. So, no matter, so, they, so a lot of people are disappointed in your service after having seen your marketing and after having come into the office because of a false expectation. So you need to be careful with the claims that you make, but you want to keep it very simple. You want to inform them of the solutions that you provide to their problem, and you want them to seek action. Now, of course, people online typically are already seeking action. They're already seeking care. They're already seeking information. They were motivated by some type of problem, which is typically pain, in order to take action. And what So that, that's your audience, those people that are taking action uh, in order to solve a problem, which is a service, and that service is going to be in their community. And you have that need, you have it available now, and they want it now. The, the, the now factor, in my opinion, is one that's been growing. And that's one of the reasons why you, know, you have to be careful when managing your schedule, because there is an element of the now factor when you do marketing. Some when people contact you, the ability of you to answer the question, are you available now? or soon can often be the determining factor on whether or not that person comes to your office. They want that they are hurting now. They want to seek care now. They don't want to wait three days or four days or five days. They want to get in and see the doctor now. And if you can answer that question, yes, you'll be more successful than when you have to turn people away. If you turn people away, You've spent money to get, inform that person of your phone number and who you are to inform them they, that you even provide care. That costs money to make that phone ring. So you don't want to waste that money by turning them away because they'll likely never call back. The, they'll go somewhere else that was available now and then that's their chiropractor and then that's where they go and then that's they develop a relationship and you, you, spent, you were more successful in your marketing but you were unable to service the patient, so therefore the patient moved on to the next person on the list. And the more we use phones, the more the next person on the list is that much easier to contact. You get a, you do your search, the, the first three or four people, the local people uh, are available. You simply click or touch their phone number that rings. Are you available now? No, okay, thank you. Next person, are you available now? Yes, okay, thank you. 
They make an appointment, they establish a relationship, that's their chiropractor. Now they don't need to Google chiropractor anymore because they already have a chiropractor, so they never go through that process again. And they're, when they call, when they think chiropractor, they just go to that person. They go to that person they've established that relationship with. And once you're somebody's chiropractor and you do a good job and you've impressed them, you're their chiropractor for life. Even if they stop coming to you, and you're, because there's many times while I'll be out and about and I mention that I'm a chiropractor, uh, people always say, oh, this is my chiropractor, or this is my chiropractor. Oh, when was the last time you saw them? Oh, last year. Well, you might want to stop, you know, go by, say hello, you might want to get checked. You know, it's been a year, you should stop by and see your chiropractor. If you're not going to the chiropractor, he's not really your chiropractor. Uh, but in their mind, they have a chiropractor, and if they've ever, if that motivation or the need ever arises to them, they enough for them to seek action they're immediately going to think of that person and go seek that person and you can start those relationships early with people with online marketing but you have to constantly be in front of them you constantly have to be providing them free content and giving them a reason to to think about you so that when they think chiropractor they don't go and search google for the local guy they go and they seek you out because they associate you with chiropractor or you with whatever service you provide which is chiropractic care there's examples of marketing everywhere. I don't want to spend a lot of time on marketing um, other than to point out that there's plenty of marketing done by big companies all around us. And there are location-driven services that spend a lot of money to market to you. And you are the you view marketing all of the time. And you see what they do. And, and you respond to it. So what worked? Why did you go to one place uh, compared to any of the other places in your community that you could have gone to to get a car wash or a haircut or uh, you know get your car worked on you know what why did you go to uh, why did you bring your dog to that groomer you know why did you go to any particular service based business that's in your community even if it's a big chain, like, you know, there's Jiffy Loop. Well, what did Jiffy Loop do to get in front of you? Why did you think of Jiffy Loop? And look at these things that they do that are very simple, that are putting, you know, they put, they have one, they have a lot of signs. They send out a lot of cards. They do a lot of coupons. That's what Jiffy Lube does. That they're, so they're always in front of you. And the name, Jiffy Lube, and then the locations that they pick. And, you know, location, location, location. There has to be a, there, a, there is no ideal location. There's an ideal location for you. But there has to be something to sell. Is it retail? Is it in a strip mall? Is it, is, is it uh, convenient to work? Is it uh, on a main thoroughfare? Is it, you know, there's something to sell uh, to your, uh, and it identifies who you are. So when you market, you need to market your location because that defines who you are. At least in part, obviously you're more than your location, but it's an important part of who you are and you need people to know where you are and because where you are is extremely important in their decision-making process on what chiropractor they're going to go see. Pay attention to your local rules and regulations and just pay attention and look at what the people are doing in your community. If, uh, if the big companies in your area uh, are spending a lot of money on direct mail, well, you might want to consider spending some money on direct mail because there's a reason those companies are spending money doing that. If you notice that signage or publications in your community or events, there's particularly big events or meetings that get involved with those meetings. Uh, you know, there was 
uh, a number of different things. There was uh, like the Kiwanis Club meeting in our community. I went to that a number of times. One, uh, it's just at a nice location. It's at the same time. It's every week. You're going out. You're having lunch. It's a nice lunch. Your money goes to support a nice charity. You say hello to a few people. Uh, you share a couple of thoughts, you move on, you know, and then and you find out what's going on in the community uh, because other people will show up and they'll say, like, uh, uh, there was Salvation Army was, uh, I remember at one of these meetings, the Salvation Army was doing something and I thought, well, that sounds nice. Uh, I would like to participate in that. And I went and I participated in it and I had a lot of fun. It was, uh, I don't know how successful it was as uh, building the practice, but I, I was definitely involved in the community and people were knowing who I was, what I was all about, and that I was a chiropractor and they were, um, you know, so if they thought chiropractor, they may have thought of me. I did, it's not anything I kept track of in terms of uh, how, how many patients that I derived from this activity uh, because I eat lunch every day. So if I... If, <laughs> Uh, so that Kiwanis Club lunch, that was something that I did. There was also, there was a morning coffee meeting, like a social networking group, and people would get together and they essentially would like each other on Facebook and they would do social media in the coffee shop, but they would just be face-to-face. They'd talk about what they're doing in the community, talk about local events, and as a result, uh, you know, I would just go once a week and get get a nice cup of coffee and sit for a few minutes and listen and participate. And it didn't take more than a few minutes uh, to participate in this group, maybe 30 or 40 minutes. There was an ever-changing group of attendees that would come. uh, And it's not like I made it every single week. I made it some weeks. I didn't make it others. But it did result in me doing other things in the community. I know that I participated in a basketball tournament as a result of that meeting. Uh, that I enjoyed and I had a lot of fun doing and I met other people uh, at that event uh, and uh, all because I would go there and get a cup of coffee and it took me it, and the only investment was the time and the cup of coffee but it did result in a number of reviews on Facebook it did result in a number of likes it resulted in friends and connections and I did the same thing for those people and those people would do the same thing for me we would talk about their businesses we would like each other we would look our businesses up and we would uh, do those things for each other and those things helped build your position uh, when people actually are looking for a chiropractor in your area. So you want to use social media to support your grassroots traditional efforts within the community. That's the best way that these platforms like Facebook and Google and other things can be used to your benefit. These gurus and these services that are targeting you, telling you how wonderful they are, the people that actually run businesses, big businesses, that are dedicated to this believe that it's all those are all scams they're just trying to get money out of you and they really have nothing of any value to offer and that they avoid it because it's not worth it they do that they some of the one of these companies they were working on uh the uh, prosthetic limbs they were a, a robotics company with pro, that makes or works with prosthetic limbs. So they they make different parts, uh, so they can send you a kit. Like so let's say you're in a third world nation where people are suffering from landmines or something. You, you know, you can make a donation or you can buy one of these kits, and it results in one of these children or these adults or whoever needs it 
getting uh, the, the parts that they need in order to make a prosthetic, quasi-robotic prosthetic limb. Uh, and it's quite amazing. And they're using these platforms. They're investing in companies. They have teams of people dedicated to it. If there was a way to do this where they could use the, where they could use their resources, their people, their labor, in order to generate income, they would definitely explore those options. And they have explored those options. But when it comes to location-based services, which are there's a huge amount of marketing dollars spent on every year, those people tell me that these ads uh, and those uh, they're just not worth it. They're highly volatile. That they're hard to make profitable, they're extremely expensive, and that the best use of them is to support your traditional forms of marketing. Well, thank you very much. I love and appreciate all of you. That was my meditation today on marketing a location-based service. Um, I hope uh, everyone has a wonderful holiday season. I don't know if I'll be back before the holidays, but it is early December in 2018. And I will do my absolute best to make sure that another episode is posted before 2019. God uh, may God flow from the above down inside out. Just replace God with innate. <laughs> I said um way too many times today. Um, and then I, of course, proceed to say um again. I'm going to continue to work on it. I do like the more meditative aspect of these episodes compared to previous edited episodes, but there are some available on iTunes and other platforms where, so if you, I did touch on some of these topics before. Uh, so if you want, if you want more information or more content about uh, location driven service, um, location driven service based businesses and marketing those business, those uh, services, uh, you can check out some previous episodes. And, um, you know, I've got a couple different things in the works that I've been looking at. They're just ideas. They're just thoughts. Uh, that I, And then that's what I, I go and I research. People ask questions, and then I go and I research, and I try to give them the best answer that I can. So their question at the same time, it gives me an outline for a podcast, which is what happened today. Because this is, this is very common uh, questions. Is people ask these questions all the time. Uh, but uh, I do love and appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to these podcasts. And I hope you share it with your friends and that everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Hey there, this is Dr. BJ Roca, and this is the next episode of the Cairo Union podcast. I... Uh, I'm continuing on with a couple of thoughts um, and combining some things together, but I wanted to talk about marketing and some of the impact that the decisions you make in marketing and uh, in the practice of chiropractic uh, how you should be framing and how you should be thinking about marketing. Um, so let's just get into it. I mean, one, the first thing you need to define is that all chiropractic offices are location driven, service based businesses. That's what a chiropractic business is. 
So if you're going to research marketing, if you're going to do any reading about marketing or even take classes online or in Apple school, what is Apple iTunes University or whatever, there's many marketing classes available. The information that's relevant to you as a chiropractic provider, uh, you own a location-driven, service-based business. Now, whenever you get together in social media or you know, uh, are with a group of chiropractors online in particular, there are, there are marketing experts that are always targeting chiropractors and social media and these other things. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast is I recently met with two different C-level uh, owners of social media marketing companies, meaning they were, uh, one was um, essentially, uh, essentially the technology officer, the chief technology officer of a round B company. This is a serious company, has quite a lot of money invested into it, and a large portion of their success or failure is based upon their uh, technology and their social media presence, and they manage a team of people that uh, man it, that that are their social media presence as a company. They have a team of people dedicated to marketing the company and maintaining a presence on social media. And this individual oversaw that department. They were responsible for that, so they have a keen understanding of the importance of social media uh, and the application of it and marketing. Um, and what their opinion was of the chiropractic profession. And they were quick to point out that in terms of these platforms and the Internet in general, since chiropractors are location-driven, that all the marketing needs to be location-driven and that these social media platforms are not... They may may have a location feature, but they are not location-driven and there's no real verification of location or anything like that. It's not like you're using GPS uh, when you are using these platforms. So when you use search terms and keywords, since it's not related to location, it essentially becomes irrelevant audience, a global audience. <clears throat> the possibilities are endless of what that, where that person actually is. So that, and then the way that the people are searching for location-based services, uh, the platforms that they're using, the, the, these uh, social media platforms such as Facebook and you know other things, they're not uh, profitable. It's not worth wasting their time even looking at the possibility of marketing ser- uh, location-based services at all. They just don't do it. <laughs> they uh, instead focus on products. Or even or globally based services, services that are available to a global market, because uh, when they're using those platforms such as Facebook, Facebook ads, funnels, all these key words that you hear and you hear these, but ex- supposed experts talking about, uh, it's all <laughs> um, not really that relevant to the practice of chiropractic or running a, a successful chiropractic practice, because it's a location based service, and audience you're seeking and the platforms that you want to use are need to be location driven such as google maps or other location driven applications or platforms that people use 
or that's or that's the feature or the way in which you want to integrate with those other platforms is location driven location based they also took point uh, of pointing out how labor intensive it is to success, excuse me successfully manage one of these uh, campaigns uh, this, because it is possible obviously uh, to use the internet to, to grow your business quite successfully but in order to do so it is going to take time and money it's, it's, and then you have to do an analysis of how much time and money you're spending uh, versus how much you're gaining in return uh, and in their opinion especially on a large scale because they're dealing in large scale they don't even attempt it uh, based on their analysis and understanding of the industry, which is far greater than myself or, uh, dare I say, any uh, chiropractor, because they've been just as dedicated to uh, these um, uh, this industry and these markets uh, for just as long as any chiropractor has been dedicated to chiropractic. This is what they they know. They independent of each other, both shared very similar advice. Um, so I don't know how much of it was just validation of one another um, uh, or how, uh, but they both had very similar opinions in terms of uh, Facebook not being an effective means. Uh, they both uh, pointed out how Twitter was dead and any type of involvement, you know, that Twitter essentially was not an effective means in order to generate new uh, clients. They, they, some of these platforms, Facebook and Twitter, they can be helpful and they can be useful, but only in the sense where you participate, meaning you spend time or labor um, creating content and engaging with uh, the community. But building the community is essentially a waste of time. There's no sense spending money in order to build the community. What you need to do instead is use one or two of these platforms in order to maintain contact with your community and... Uh, remind them of your existence essentially and to stay in front of them and you know continue to define who you are to them and inform them and provide them with free content uh, so that when they do need your services that you're the first person that they think of that's what makes it very labor intensive and costly because to continue being in front of them you either need to continue continually create content uh, or spend money on ads and clicks so that they get exposed to your content uh, that eventually lead to uh, people walking in the door and seeking care. Because it's one thing to get clicks. It's another thing to have people walk in the door or call. And it's, another person, and it's another thing to have someone walk in the door and call because they saw that ad on Facebook or that resulted in a phone call. And so, you know, they have to be careful because <laughs> the... Um, effectiveness or the cost of these things are extremely volatile the cost of a let's say you're in a market and you run a facebook campaign and it's very successful and you spent a uh, hundred dollars running that campaign and you generated you know four new patients so it's 25 dollars per patient that you can verify were a direct result of that campaign well, you might say that that was highly successful. The next time you try to run that exact same campaign, you might not get any results. Or the cost of doing the exact same campaign may be $250 or $300. And you won't yield nearly the results that you did. Uh, because 
if you do it, somebody, there's another competitor. That's why they're auction based uh, and what your bids are, because it's always um, going to be sold to the highest bidder. So the cost of those clicks at any moment can go up dramatically. So, and there's people using algorithms and all these sorts of things, and there's competition, and people are spending all kinds of money uh, so the driving up the cost of those clicks. Uh, so then <laughs> it's going to be very hard to budget or measure the effectiveness of these ads uh, depending upon the return you're getting because it's so volatile of a market. I mean, it's auction-based. It's not like you're buying postage stamps and sending out cards where you know that post, you know, you can be fairly confident that that postage rate is not going to change dramatically uh, in the next number of years. Uh, where the cost of that click, I I had I remember paying a dollar or two dollars a click uh, at one point in time, and then the next time I went to run the ad, which I would have been a month later, um, the cost of the click had tripled. Somebody else had decided, you know, more people were trying to use that platform. More people were paying for clicks, and there the for the price went up, and eventually it got up to where the cost of the click was uh, made it, uh, you know, cost prohibitive, where you're paying you know, six dollars just if somebody clicked, but you would need to get ten or fifteen or twenty clicks before you're going to get somebody that's going to actually call you or your office or walk through the door. Or you can you maybe get lucky and it may be two or three clicks and you get somebody that walks through the door. You never really know ahead of time, and, it, and it's so volatile uh, that it's hard to predict. It's gambling and it's high risk gambling. They both also emphasize the importance of the only way to use it successfully was to. Connect with locals, connect with people that are in your area, connect with people that work in your area, connect with people that live in your area, and the closer to your office, the better. For whatever reason, just connect with those people and provide them some sort of service, whether, but which typically results in free content, and that's what makes it labor intensive. You have to, so you're meeting the local uh, hair salon or the auto body guy or, um, you know, the the diner down the street and you're introducing yourself, but you're um, getting their social media information. You're logging in, you're giving them a positive review. You're asking them for a positive review. You're reminding them that you're down the street. Uh, You might try and get them signed up on your email list or your newsletters or uh, just to like your Facebook page or whatever. Uh, but, but they want to do that with people. You want to get out and, again, labor-intensive in the community and do grassroots, guerrilla-style uh, marketing and use these platforms in order to make that uh, more effective to where, you're, um, where you make the, the boots-on-the-ground effort more effective by using these technologies rather than trying to circumvent the need for grassroots guerrilla style marketing by investing into social media. Uh, try to use them as means of communicating and building your own audience within the local community, which is where your office is. Because you want to constantly be reminding people that you exist because there's also a need uh, involved with any kind of marketing. You need to identify a need. Um. They were also uh, one of the last things I want that that both of these people mentioned and brought to my attention 
was that it's all uh, when it comes to location-based services. Essentially, it boils down to the top three in Google Maps and maybe the top five, but you're really aiming for the top three in Google Maps. And the things that are going to drive that are reviews, links, location-driven um, criteria. So let's say you have you know 360 pictures taken of the interior office. You have pictures available of the inside, the outside. You go in and you complete all of the information in your Google profile. You claim the address. You claim the business. You start. You know. You put. You, you do all of the things that Google wants you to do. You click all of their boxes, and it's going to make you more likely to show up when somebody. And also location, depending on how close they are to you, uh, that you'll show up within the top three or top five results of chiropractor or chiropractic when somebody is looking for. Um, or seeking services in the area. But also, even if they just put in your name, let's say they know you and they know your name and they're looking for you, just because they put that information into Google doesn't necessarily mean that they they will get uh, your information. (laughs) You might not be the first one to pop up. Uh, When my name was searched, there were uh, not one, not two, but three chiropractors that paid money to run ads on my name and they would do the same thing with my name that they would do with other keywords such as chiropractor chiropractic Uh, they would increase the cost where it got up to two or three or four dollars just to get my my name and number to be the first one to pop up when people search for my name or my phone number because other chiropractors would add, they would use that keyword and they would put an ad on that keyword. So if someone searched the name of my practice or my name, the first thing that would pop up was a ad for uh, another chiropractor in town. Now, you have to give that person credit. I wouldn't have thought to have done that because I don't feel that that's a particularly good thing to do. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that those people are looking for me and that the you know but you know it's a matter of uh i don't know what it, what it's a matter of it's not something that i would do but it's something that other people will do and do all of the time there's a local practice that uh people are searching and trying to get information about uh why not put an ad on that on that term or on that name because it's the same audience. We're both seeking. We both want to be in front of people that are seeking chiropractic care. Uh, testimonials, case studies, evidence, reviews, blogs, uh, again, content creation. The more you create content, the more you share and link your website. Your the more the more you mention your physical location, the more you link the content you uh, create to your physical location and and your practice. The more of those things that you do, the the more proof that you have to support your opinions, uh, the better you're going to rank uh, not only on these uh, algorithmically uh, decided lists from Google, you'll rank better in... um, You'll be more convincing to the audience because you'll have more proof, more evidence of uh, what you're talking about. You'll seem more credible. Uh, 
So if they, the more they look and the more they research you, the better they'll feel about contacting you or seeking your care. And I have to admit, some of the stories that I've written, some of the things that I've posted, just as blog entries, other things, I'm often quite surprised that people will mention that they have read that and they were moved by it or they were touched by my chiropractic story and that's why they sought care from me. So I mean, And that's one of the thing that we started very early on in chiropractic school, a small group of friends. So we would constantly be telling each other, or asking each other to tell, uh, to, what's your chiropractic story? Why chiropractic? Why are, you here? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? Because it helped as you're facing stress and you're facing challenges, you remind yourself, why, you, why are you here? And tell your story and remind, and, and we would do that uh, throughout our chiropractic education. And uh, it's become second nature for me to tell my chiropractic story a number of different ways, depending on my audience. Uh, but I, it was still surprising to me how, uh, important those words were to a number of different people that took the time to and, and like I didn't believe that anybody was even taking the time to read them never mind that those words were significant enough uh, to inspire them to seek my care and that happened many more times uh, than I uh, ever thought so that's um, you know I think you should get in the habit of telling your chiropractic story regardless of what it is and uh, refining it improving it so that when you tell it, it you're confident and uh, comfortable with your chiropractic story and um, there's no reason why you can't uh, since just because you publish it on your website doesn't mean you can't update it or add to it or your chiropractic story doesn't necessarily have to end where you continue telling your chiropractic story and it can evolve uh, over time so continue writing and publishing and that'll continue to help your online presence and social media presence you also want to be careful and then and i was again I, I learned this lesson the hard way with the influx of new patients and the influx of phone calls one of the things that initially got me into doing uh online marketing and some social media marketing was uh, i was given a credit with a purchase i bought something that came with a a hundred dollar credit so I used this credit and I set up a campaign real fast. And unfortunately, because I did it on a Friday after, you know, at the end of the day on Friday or at lunch on Friday or whatever, uh, I received a number of phone calls Friday evening. And I was able to return a few of those phone calls Saturday morning. But, and then I received more phone calls again on Sunday. But the, I was out of the office, obviously. Sunday, the office was closed. So I spent a lot of money. I, the whole credit got burned up very quickly. It got spent up in a matter of two or three days. It resulted in a number of phone calls that I would have been very happy to get. But I was unable to service those phone calls. Um, so I learned an important lesson there. And there's different factors and different reasons that will determine when you get phone calls or when they'll display your ad and uh, you know what does your schedule look like do you have the ability to add five new patients or 10 new patients in the next two days or the next three days so you know look at your schedule and make sure that you have an opportunity to see these people we can real and remember that the goal of your marketing is to not need to do any more marketing that you're seeing enough patients where you don't have enough room in your schedule to add new patients and that the phone rings so much every day from referrals and from other and from patients that you've already have that you, you couldn't possibly uh, 
need to spend money doing marketing because the phone rings too much as it is. And that's really what your goal is. So how can you do effective marketing that helps you reach that goal? Remind yourself of your goals and that the goal is to not need to spend any market money on marketing to limit your overhead, decrease your overhead, improve, improve your profits, increase your profits, make your time more valuable. And you do in one of those ways, you, the best ways you can do that is to eliminate the need to do any marketing whatsoever. <clears throat> the internet you know, is inherently flawed to marketing a location-driven service business because it is global. So it is a tool to help local people connect to a global market, but you don't have any interest in a global market. You are only interested in people that are in your immediate area, in your immediate network. Who are you participating with? Are you participating? Are you taking insurance? Uh, what you know? You want to let people know who you are, because if they're looking for you on the internet, they're seeking care, and they're going to want to know who you are compared to other people. Uh, so they already they already know what you do because that's what they're looking for. Uh, but you need to have some they're, they're, what they're buying is you. So you want to represent yourself. You want to represent your business. And you want to identify what you do, what solutions you offer to their problem. Um, but this, again, involves a personal investment. And you can't necessarily hire somebody to be uh, you on social media. So you, know, you need to consider that when, if you do hire somebody, uh, what they're representing. And are, do you really want to hire someone to represent you and who you are? You also need to be very careful about what your local regulations may be on social media claims and realize that whatever you post on social media is or could be construed as uh, health information or truth in lending or marketing or you know what your scope is in marketing. Local rules and regulations can be... Um, you know, strict and they can be vague and you don't may not want to be in the gray area of the law. So make sure you look at your local regulations. I know Canada right now is going through a, a crackdown on marketing and they're targeting specifically social media content and what people say online. Uh, but it's a global conversation you're participating in when you're online. But you provide a local service. So you need to weigh the risk and the reward of your time and what you're doing and the cost uh, with your, with the fact that it's really the locality uh, that is important to you more than the global conversation. It's all about you in your location and the service that you provide at that location more that more so than the global conversation. So you want to participate in your local community conversations. You want to participate in uh, as close to your um, as your, to your personal community as possible in your own network that you're building, which is within your community. You know, when you're providing a service, you have nothing tangible. There is nothing that people can touch and feel. So you need the only thing that they're buying is you. And the only thing that they have to base their decision on is your marketing. So it is important that you do marketing, especially when you're first getting started, in order and that when you do it, you do it correctly. Uh but it is quite simple, and the simpler you keep it, usually the better it is. You provide a service, which is a solution to a problem. So those, those are the benefits 
uh, and you want to let people know what the benefits are of seeking your care because you're going to solve their problem. You need to be careful. You know, one of the best things to do in marketing is set expectations, but you want to be careful when you set those expectations because the, one of, another good principle is you, you want to under promise and over deliver. You want to set an expectation that is reasonable and then you want to exceed that expectation. You want to impress people. People, you want to ask people to have that wow moment. And if you set an expectation that's already so high and you fail to meet that bar, you may have done an excellent job. It was just the, the picture that you painted with your marketing set, set an expectation that was unattainable. So, no matter, so, they, so a lot of people are disappointed in your service after having seen your marketing and after having come into the office because of a false expectation. So you need to be careful with the claims that you make, but you want to keep it very simple. You want to inform them of the solutions that you provide to their problem, and you want them to seek action. Now, of course, people online typically are already seeking action. They're already seeking care. They're already seeking information. They were motivated by some type of problem, which is typically pain, in order to take action. And what so that that's your audience, those people that are taking action uh, in order to solve a problem which is a service, and that service is going to be in their community. And you have that need, you have it available now, and they want it now. The, the, the now factor, in my opinion, is one that's been growing. And that's one of the reasons why you, know, you have to be careful when managing your schedule because there is an element of the now factor when you do marketing. Some, when people contact you, the ability of you to answer the question, are you available now? or soon can often be the determining factor on whether or not that person comes to your office. They want that they are hurting now. They want to seek care now. They don't want to wait three days or four days or five days. They want to get in and see the doctor now. And if you can answer that question, yes, you'll be more successful than when you have to turn people away. If you turn people away, You've spent money to get, inform that person of your phone number and who you are to inform them they, that you even provide care. That costs money to make that phone ring. So you don't want to waste that money by turning them away because they'll likely never call back. They'll, they'll go somewhere else that was available now and then that's their chiropractor and then that's where they go and then that's they develop a relationship and you you spent you were more successful in your marketing but you were unable to service the patient so therefore the patient moved on to the next person on the list and the more we use phones the more the next person on the list is that much easier to contact you get it you do your search the the first three or four people the local people uh, are available you simply click or touch their phone number that rings are you available now no okay thank you Next person, are you available now? Yes, okay, thank you. They make an appointment, they establish a relationship, that's their chiropractor. Now they don't need to Google chiropractor anymore because they already have a chiropractor, so they never go through that process again. And they're, when they call, when they think chiropractor, they just go to that person. They go to that person they've established that relationship with. And once you're somebody's chiropractor and you do a good job and you've impressed them, you're their chiropractor for life. Even if they stop coming to you, and you're because there's many times while I'll be out and about, and I mention that I'm a chiropractor, uh, people always say, "Oh, this is my chiropractor. Or, this is my chiropractor." Oh, when was the last time you saw them? Oh, last year. 
well, you might want to stop, well, go by, say hello, you might want to get checked. You know, it's been a year, you should stop by and see your chiropractor. If you're not going to the chiropractor, he's not really your chiropractor. Uh, but in their mind, they have a chiropractor, and if they've ever, if that motivation or the need ever arises to them that enough for them to seek action, they're immediately going to think of that person and go seek that person. And you can start those relationships early with people with online marketing, but you have to constantly be in front of them. You constantly have to be providing them free content and giving them a reason to, th to think about you so that when they think chiropractor, they don't go and search Google for the local guy. They go and they seek you out because they associate you with chiropractor or you with whatever service you provide, which is chiropractic care. There's examples of marketing everywhere. I don't want to spend a lot of time on marketing um, other than to point out that there's plenty of marketing done by big companies all around us. And there are location-driven services that spend a lot of money to market to you. And you are the you view marketing all of the time. And you see what they do. And, and you respond to it. So what worked? Why did you go to one place uh, compared to any of the other places in your community that you could have gone to to get a car wash or a haircut or... Uh, you know, get your car worked on. You know, what? Why did you go to? Uh, why did you bring your dog to that groomer? You know, why did you go to any particular service-based business that's in your community? Even if it's a big chain, like you know, there's Jiffy Loop. Well, what did Jiffy Loop do to get in front of you? Why did you think of Jiffy Loop? And look at these things that they do that are very simple. That are putting you know they put they have one they have a lot of signs they send out a lot of cards they do a lot of coupons that's what Jiffy Lube does that they're, so they're always in front of you and the name Jiffy Lube and then the locations that they pick and they, you know location 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 there has to be a there a, there is no ideal location there's an ideal location for you but there has to be something to sell is it retail is it in a strip mall is it is, is it uh, convenient to work is it uh, on a main thoroughfare, is it? You know, there's something to sell uh, to your, uh, and it identifies who you are. So when you market, you need to market your location because that defines who you are. At least in part. Obviously, you're more than your location, but it's an important part of who you are, and you need people to know where you are, and because where you are is extremely important in their decision-making process on what chiropractor they're going to go see. Pay attention to your local rules and regulations and just pay attention and look at what the people are doing in your community. If, uh, if the big companies in your area uh, are spending a lot of money on direct mail, well, you might want to consider spending some money on direct mail because there's a reason those companies are spending money doing that. If you notice that signage or publications in your community or events, there's particularly big events or meetings that get involved with those meetings. Uh, you know, there was... Uh, a number of different things there was uh, like the Kiwanis Club meeting in our community I went to that a number of times one uh, it's just at a nice location it's at the same time it's every week you're going out you're having lunch it's a nice lunch your money goes to support a nice charity you say hello to a few people uh, you share a couple of thoughts you move on you know and then and you find out what's going on in the community uh, because other people will show up and they'll say like I'm uh, there was Salvation Army was, uh, I remember at one of these meetings, the Salvation Army was doing something and I thought, well, that sounds nice. Uh, I would like to participate in that. 
and I went and I participated in it and I had a lot of fun. It was, uh, I don't know how successful it was as uh, building the practice, but uh, I was definitely involved in the community and people were knowing who I was, what I was all about, and that I was a chiropractor and they were, um, you know, so if they thought chiropractor, they may have thought of me. I did, it's not anything I kept track of in terms of uh, how, how many patients that I derived from this activity uh, because I eat lunch every day. So if I, uh, so that Kiwanis Club lunch, that was something that I did. There was also, there was a morning coffee meeting, like a social networking group and people would get together and they essentially would like each other on Facebook and they would do social media in the coffee shop, but they would just be face to face. They'd talk about what they're doing in the community, talk about local events. And as a result, uh, you know, I would just go once a week and get get a nice cup of coffee and sit for a few minutes and listen and participate. And it didn't take more than a few minutes uh, to participate in this group, maybe 30 or 40 minutes. There was an um, ever-changing group of attendees that would come. Uh, and it's not like I made it every single week. I made it some weeks. I didn't make it others. But it did result in me doing other things in the community. I know that I participated in a basketball tournament as a result of that meeting. Uh, that I enjoyed and I had a lot of fun doing and I met other people uh, at that event uh, and uh, all because I would go there and get a cup of coffee and it took me it, and the only investment was the time and the cup of coffee but it did result in a number of reviews on Facebook it did result in a number of likes it resulted in friends and connections and I did the same thing for those people and those people would do the same thing for me we would talk about their businesses. We would like each other. We would look our businesses up, and we would uh, do those things for each other. And those things helped build your position uh, when people actually are looking for a chiropractor in your area. So you want to use social media to support your grassroots traditional efforts within the community. That's the best way that the, these platforms like Facebook and Google and other things can be used to your benefit these gurus and these services that are targeting you, telling you how wonderful they are, the people that actually run businesses, big businesses that are dedicated to this, believe that it's all, those are all scams. They're just trying to get money out of you and they really have nothing of any value to offer and that they avoid it because it's not worth it. They do th- they some of the one of these companies they were working on uh, the uh, prosthetic limbs. They were uh, a, a robotics company with pro- that makes or works with prosthetic limbs. So they they make different parts. Uh, so they can send you a kit. Like so let's say you're in a third world nation where people are suffering from landmines or something. You, you know you can make a donation or you can buy one of these kits and it results in one of these children or these adults or whoever needs it getting the parts that they need in order to make a prosthetic quasi-robotic prosthetic limb Uh, and it's quite amazing and they're using these platforms they're investing in companies they have teams of people dedicated to it if there was a way to do this where they could use the where they could use their resources, their people, their labor in order to generate income, they would definitely explore those options and they have explored those options. But when it comes to location based services, which are 
there's a huge amount of marketing dollars spent on every year. And those people tell me that these ads uh, and those uh, they're just not worth it. They're highly volatile. That they're hard to make profitable. They're extremely expensive, and that the best use of them is to support your traditional forms of marketing. Well, thank you very much. I love and appreciate all of you. That was my meditation today on marketing a location-based service. Um, I hope uh, everyone has a wonderful holiday season. I don't know if I'll be back before the holidays, but it is early December in 2018, and I will do my absolute best to make sure that another episode is posted before 2019. God uh, may... God flow from the above down, inside out. Just replace God with innate. (laughs) I said um way too many times today. Um, And then I, of course, proceed to say um again. I'm going to continue to work on it. I do like the more meditative aspect of these episodes compared to previous edited episodes. But there are some available on iTunes and other platforms where... So I did touch on some of these topics before. Uh, so if you want if you want more information or more content about uh, location driven service um, location driven service based businesses and marketing those biz- those uh, services uh, you can check out some previous episodes and um, you know I've got a couple different things in the works that I've been looking at they're just ideas they're just thoughts uh, that I, and then that's what I I go and I research. People ask questions, and then I go and I research, and I try to give them the best answer that I can. So their question at the same time, it gives me an outline for a podcast, which is what happened today. Because this is this is very common uh, questions. As people ask these questions all the time, uh, but uh, I do love and appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to these podcasts. And I hope you share it with your friends, and that everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Hey there, this is Dr. BJ Roca, and this is the next episode of the Cairo Union Podcast. I uh, am continuing on with a couple of thoughts um, and combining some things together, but I wanted to talk about marketing and some of the impact that the decisions you make in marketing and uh, in the practice of chiropractic Uh, how you should be framing and how you should be thinking about marketing. Um, so let's just get into it. I mean, one, the first thing you need to define is that all chiropractic offices are location-driven, service-based businesses. That's what a chiropractic business is. So if you're going to research marketing, if you're going to do any reading about marketing or even take classes online or in Apple School, what is it, Apple iTunes University or whatever, there's many marketing classes available. The information that's relevant to you as a chiropractic provider, uh, you own a location-driven, service-based business. Now, whenever you get together in social media or you know, uh, are with a group of chiropractors online, in particular. There are, there are marketing experts that are always targeting chiropractors and social media and these other things. 
well, one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast is I recently met with two different C-level uh, owners of social media marketing companies, meaning they were, uh, one was um, essentially, uh, essentially the technology officer, the chief technology officer of a round B company. This is a serious company, has quite a lot of money invested into it, and a large portion of their success or failure is based upon their uh, technology and their social media presence, and they manage a team of people that uh, man it, that that are their social media presence as a company. They have a team of people dedicated to marketing the company and maintaining a presence on social media. And this individual oversaw that department. They were responsible for that, so they have a keen understanding of the importance of social media uh, and the application of it and marketing. Um, and what their opinion was of the chiropractic profession. And they were quick to point out that in terms of these platforms and the internet in general, since chiropractors are location-driven, that all the marketing needs to be location-driven and that these social media platforms are not... They may may have a location feature, but they are not location-driven and there's no real verification of location or anything like that. It's not like you're using GPS uh, when you are using these platforms. So when you use search terms and keywords, since it's not related to location, it essentially becomes irrelevant audience, a global audience. <clears throat> the possibilities are endless of what that, where that person actually is. So that, and then the way that the people are searching for location-based services, uh, the platforms that they're using, the, the, these uh, social media platforms such as Facebook and you know other things, they're not uh, profitable. It's not worth wasting their time even looking at the possibility of marketing ser- uh, location-based services at all. They just don't do it. <laughs> they uh, instead focus on products. Or even or globally based services, services that are available to a global market, because uh, when they're using those platforms such as Facebook, Facebook ads, funnels, all these key words that you hear and you hear these but ex- supposed experts talking about, uh, it's all <laughs> um, not really that relevant to the practice of chiropractic or running a, a successful chiropractic practice, because it's a location based service, and audience you're seeking and the platforms that you want to use are need to be location driven such as google maps or other location driven applications or platforms that people use or that's or that's the feature or the way in which you want to integrate with those other platforms is location driven location based they also took point uh of pointing out how labor intensive it is to success, excuse me, successfully manage one of these uh, campaigns. Uh, this, because it is possible, obviously, uh, to use the internet to, to grow your business quite successfully. But in order to do so, it is going to take time and money. It's, it's, and then you have to do an analysis of how much time and money you're spending uh, versus how much you're gaining in return 
uh, and in their opinion, especially on a large scale, because they're dealing in large scale, they don't even attempt it uh, based on their analysis and understanding of the industry, which is far greater than myself or uh, dare I say any uh, chiropractor, because they've been just as dedicated to uh, these um, uh, this industry and these markets uh, for just as long as any chiropractor has been dedicated to chiropractic. This is what they they know. They independent of each other, both shared very similar advice. Um, so I don't know how much of it was just validation of one another, um, uh, or how. Uh, but they both had very similar opinions in terms of. Uh, Facebook not being an effective means. Uh, they both uh, pointed out how Twitter was dead and any type of involvement, on, you know, that Twitter essentially was not an effective means in order to generate new uh, clients. They, they, some of these platforms, Facebook and Twitter, they can be helpful and they can be useful, but only in the sense where you participate, meaning you spend time or labor um, creating content and engaging with uh, the community. But building the community is essentially a waste of time. There's no sense spending money in order to build the community. What you need to do instead is use one or two of these platforms in order to maintain contact with your community and uh, remind them of your existence, essentially, and just stay in front of them and you know continue to define who you are to them and inform them and provide them with free content uh, so that when they do need your services, that you're the first person that they think of. That's what makes it very labor intensive and costly because to continue being in front of them, you either need to continue, continually create content uh, or spend money on ads and clicks so that they get exposed to your content uh, that eventually lead to uh, people walking in the door and seeking care. Because it's one thing to get clicks. It's another thing to have people walk in the door or call. And it's another, person, and it's another thing to have someone walk in the door and call because they saw that ad on Facebook or that resulted in a phone call. And so, you know, they have to be careful because <laughs> the um, effectiveness or the cost of these things are extremely volatile. The cost of a, let's say you're in a market and you run a Facebook campaign and it's very successful and you spent uh, $100 running that campaign and you generated you know, four new patients. So it's $25 per patient that you can verify were a direct result of that campaign. Well, you might say that that was highly successful. The next time you try to run that exact same campaign, you might not get any results. Or the cost of doing the exact same campaign may be $250 or $300. And you won't yield nearly the results that you did. Uh, because... If you do it, somebody there's another competitor. That's why they're auction based, uh, and what your bids are, because it's always um, going to be sold to the highest bidder. So the cost of those clicks at any moment can go up dramatically. So and there's people using algorithms and all these sorts of things, and there's competition, and people are spending all kinds of money, uh, so the driving up the cost of those clicks. Uh, so then. <laughs> It's going to be very hard to budget or measure the effectiveness of these ads uh, depending upon the return you're getting 
because it's so volatile of a market. I mean, it's auction-based. It's not like you're buying postage stamps and sending out cards where you know that post, you know, you can be fairly confident that that postage rate is not going to change dramatically uh, in the next number of years. Uh, where the cost of that click, I I had I remember paying a dollar or two dollars a click uh, at one point in time, and then the next time I went to run the ad, which I would have been a month later, um, the cost of the click had tripled. Somebody else had decided, you know, more people were trying to use that platform. More people were paying for clicks, and there the for the price went up, and eventually it got up to where the cost of the click was uh, made it. Uh, you know, cost prohibitive, where you're paying you know, $6 just if somebody clicked, but you would need to get 10 or 15 or 20 clicks before you're going to get somebody that's going to actually call you or your office or walk through the door. Or you can, you maybe get lucky and it may be two or three clicks and you get somebody that walks through the door. You never really know uh, ahead of time, and, it, and it's so volatile uh, that it's hard to predict. It's gambling and it's high risk gambling. They both also emphasize the importance of the only way to use it successfully was to connect with locals, connect with people that are in your area, connect with people that work in your area, connect with people that live in your area, and the closer to your office, the better. For whatever reason, just connect with those people and provide them some sort of service, whether, but which typically results in free content, and that's what makes it labor-intensive. You have to... So you're meeting the local uh, hair salon or the auto body guy or um, you know the the diner down the street, and you're introducing yourself, but you're um, getting their social media information. You're logging in. You're giving them a positive review. You're asking them for a positive review. You're reminding them that you're down the street. Uh, you might try and get them signed up on your email list or your newsletters or. Uh, just to like your Facebook page or whatever. Uh, but they want to do that with people. You want to get out and, again, labor-intensive in the community and do grassroots, guerrilla-style uh, marketing and use these platforms in order to make that uh, more effective to where, you're, um, where you make the, the boots-on-the-ground effort more effective by using these technologies rather than trying to circumvent the need for grassroots guerrilla style marketing by investing into social media. Uh, Try to use them as means of communicating and building your own audience within the local community, which is where your office is. Because you want to constantly be reminding people that you exist because there's also a need uh, involved with any kind of marketing. You need to identify a need. Um. They were also uh, one of the last things I wanted to, that, that both of these people mentioned and brought to my attention was that it's all uh, when it comes to location based services, essentially it boils down to the top three in Google Maps and maybe the top five, but you're really aiming for the top three in Google Maps. And the things that are going to drive that are reviews, links, location driven um, criteria. So let's say, you have, you know, 360 pictures taken of the interior office. You have pictures available of the inside, the outside. You go in and you complete all of the information in your Google profile. You claim the address. You claim the business. 
You start, you know, you put, you, you do all of the things that Google wants you to do. You click all of their boxes, and it's going to make you more likely to show up when somebody, and also location, depending on how close they are to you, uh, that you'll show up within the top three or top five results of chiropractor or chiropractic when somebody is looking for um, or seeking services in the area. But also, even if they just put in your name, let's say they know you and they know your name and they're looking for you, just because they put that information into Google doesn't necessarily mean that they, the, they will get your information. <laughs> you might not be the first one to pop up. Uh, when my name was searched, there were uh, not one, not two, but three chiropractors that paid money to run ads on my name. And they would do the same thing with my name that they would do with other keywords such as chiropractor, chiropractic. Uh, they would in- increase the cost where it got up to 2 or 3 or $4 uh, just to get my, na- my name and number to be the first one to pop up when people search for my name or my phone number. Because other chiropractors would add, they would use that keyword and they would put an ad on that keyword. So if someone searched the name of my practice or my name, the first thing that would pop up was an ad for uh, another chiropractor in town. Now, you have to give that person credit. I wouldn't have thought to have done that because I don't feel that that's a particularly good thing to do. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that those people are looking for me and that the, uh, you know, but, you know, it's a matter of, uh, I don't know what, it, what it's a matter of. It's not something that I would do, but it's something that other people would do and do all of the time. If there's a local practice that uh, people are searching and trying to get information about, uh, why not put an ad on that, on that term or on that name? Because, it's the same audience. We're both seeking. We both want to be in front of people that are seeking chiropractic care. Uh, testimonials, case studies, evidence, reviews, blogs, uh, again, content creation. The more you create content, the more you share and link your website. Your the more the more you mention your physical location, the more you link the content you uh, create to your physical location and and your practice. The more of those things that you do, the more proof that you have to support your opinions, the better you're going to rank uh, not only on these uh, algorithmically uh, decided lists from Google, you'll rank better in... um, You'll be more convincing to the audience because you'll have more proof, more evidence of uh, what you're talking about. You'll seem more credible. Uh, so if they, the more they look and the more they research you, the better they'll feel about contacting you or seeking your care. And I have to admit, like some of the stories that I've written, some of the things that I've posted, just as blog entries, other things, I'm often quite surprised that people will mention that they have read that and they were moved by it or they were touched by my chiropractic story and that's why they sought care from me. So I mean, And that's one of the things that we started very early on in chiropractic school, my small group of friends. So we would constantly be telling each other, or asking each other to tell, uh, to, what's your chiropractic story? Why chiropractic? Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? 
because it helped as you're facing stress and you're facing challenges you remind yourself why you why are you here and tell your story and remind and, and we would do that uh, throughout our chiropractic education and uh, it's become second nature for me to tell my chiropractic story a number of different ways depending on my audience uh, but I, it was still surprising to me how uh, important those words were to a number of different people that took the time to and, and like I didn't believe that anybody was even taking the time to read them never mind that those words were significant enough uh, to inspire them to seek my care and that happened many more times uh, than I uh, ever thought so that's um, you know I think you should get in the habit of telling your chiropractic story regardless of what it is and uh, refining it and improving it so that when you tell it, it, it you're confident and uh, comfortable with your chiropractic story and um, there's no reason why you can't uh, since just because you publish it on your website doesn't mean you can't update it or add to it or your chiropractic story doesn't necessarily have to end where you continue telling your chiropractic story and it can evolve uh, over time so continue writing and publishing and that'll continue to help your online presence and your social media presence you also want to be careful and, then, and I was, again, I, I learned this lesson the hard way with the influx of new patients and the influx of phone calls. One of the things that initially got me into doing uh, online marketing and some social media marketing was I was given a credit with a purchase. I bought something that came with a, a, a $100 credit. So I used this credit and I set up a campaign real fast. And unfortunately, because I did it on a Friday after... You know, at the end of the day on Friday or at lunch on Friday or whatever, uh, I received a number of phone calls Friday evening, and I was able to uh, return a few of those phone calls Saturday morning. But, and then I received more phone calls again on Sunday. But the, I was out of the office, obviously. Sunday, the office was closed. So I spent a lot of money. I, the whole credit got burned up very quickly. It got spent up in a matter of two or three days. It resulted in a number of phone calls that I would have been very happy to get, but I was unable to service those phone calls. Um, so I learned an important lesson there. And there's different factors and different reasons that will determine when you get phone calls or when they'll display your ad. And... Uh, you know, what does your schedule look like? Do you have the ability to add five new patients or 10 new patients in the next two days or the next three days? So, you know, look at your schedule and make sure that you have an opportunity to see these people. We can real and remember that the goal of your marketing is to not need to do any more marketing, that you're seeing enough patients where you don't have enough room in your schedule to add new patients and that the phone rings so much every day from referrals and from other and from patients that you've already have that you, you couldn't possibly uh, need to spend money doing marketing because the phone rings too much as it is and that's really what your goal is so how can you do effective marketing that helps you reach that goal remind yourself of your goals and that the goal is to not need to spend any market money on marketing to limit your overhead, decrease your overhead, improve, improve your profits, increase your profits, make your time more valuable. And you do in one of those ways, you, the best ways you can do that is to eliminate the need to do any marketing whatsoever.
the internet you know is inherently flawed to marketing a location driven service business because it is global so it is a tool to help local people connect to a global market but you don't have any interest in a global market you are only interested in people that are in your immediate area in your immediate network who are you participating with are you participating are you taking insurance uh, what you know and you want to let people know who you are because if they're looking for you on the internet, they're seeking care, and they're going to want to know who you are compared to other people. Uh, so they already they already know what you do because that's what they're looking for. Uh, but you need to have some they're, they're, what they're buying is you. So you want to represent yourself. You want to represent your business, and you want to identify what you do, what solutions you offer to their problem. Um, but this, again, involves a personal investment. And you can't necessarily hire somebody to be uh, you on social media. So you, know, you need to consider that when, if you do hire somebody, uh, what they're representing. And are, do you really want to hire someone to represent you and who you are? You also need to be very careful about what your local regulations may be on social media claims and realize that whatever you post on social media is or could be construed as uh, health information or truth in lending or marketing or you know what your scope is in marketing local rules and regulations can be um, you know strict and they can be vague and you don't may not want to be in the gray area of the law so make sure you look at your local regulations I know Canada right now is going through a, a crackdown on marketing and they're targeting specifically social media content and what people say online. Uh, but it's a global conversation you're participating in when you're online. But you provide a local service. So you need to weigh the risk and the reward of your time and what you're doing and the cost uh, with, your, with the fact that it's really the locality uh, that is important to you more than the global conversation. It's all about you in your location and the service that you provide at that location more that more so than the global conversation. So you want to participate in your local community conversations. You want to participate in uh, as close to your um, as your, to your personal community as possible in your own network that you're building, which is within your community. You know, when you're providing a service, you have nothing tangible. There is nothing that people can touch and feel. So you need the only thing that they're buying is you, and the only thing that they have to base their decision on is your marketing. So it is important that you do marketing, especially when you're first getting started, in order, and that when you do it, you do it correctly. Uh, but it is quite simple, and the simpler you keep it, usually the better it is. You provide a service which is a solution to a problem so those those are the benefits uh, and you want to let people know what the benefits are of seeking your care because you're going to solve their problem you need to be careful you one of the best things to do in marketing is set expectations but you want to be careful when you set those expectations because the one another good principle is you, you want to under promise and over deliver you want to set an expectation that is reasonable and then you want to exceed that expectation. You want to impress people. People, you want to ask people to have that wow moment. And if you set an expectation that's already so high, and you fail to meet that bar, you may have done an excellent job. It was just the 
the picture that you painted with your marketing set, set an expectation that was unattainable. So no matter so they so a lot of people are disappointed in your service after having seen your marketing and after having come into the office because of a false expectation. So you need to be careful with the claims that you make, but you want to keep it very simple. You want to inform them of the solutions that you provide to their problem, and you want them to seek action. Now, of course, people online typically are already seeking action. They're already seeking care. They're already seeking information. They were motivated by some type of problem, which is typically pain, in order to take action. And what so that that's your audience, those people that are taking action uh, in order to solve a problem, which is a service, and that service is going to be in their community. And, and you have that need, you have it available now, and they want it now. The, the, the now factor, in my opinion, is one that's been growing. And that's one of the reasons why you, know, you have to be careful when managing your schedule, because there is an element of the now factor when you do marketing. Some when people contact you, the ability of you to answer the question, are you available now? or soon can often be the determining factor on whether or not that person comes to your office. They want that they are hurting now. They want to seek care now. They don't want to wait three days or four days or five days. They want to get in and see the doctor now. And if you can answer that question, yes, you'll be more successful than when you have to turn people away. If you turn people away, You've spent money to get, inform that person of your phone number and who you are to inform them they, that you even provide care. That costs money to make that phone ring. So you don't want to waste that money by turning them away because they'll likely never call back. The, they'll go somewhere else that was available now and then that's their chiropractor and then that's where they go and then that's they develop a relationship and you you spent you were more successful in your marketing but you were unable to service the patient so therefore the patient moved on to the next person on the list and the more we use phones the more the next person on the list is that much easier to contact you get a, you do your search the the first three or four people the local people uh, are available you simply click or touch their phone number that rings are you available now no okay thank you Next person, are you available now? Yes, okay, thank you. They make an appointment, they establish a relationship, that's their chiropractor. Now they don't need to Google chiropractor anymore because they already have a chiropractor, so they never go through that process again. And they're when they call, when they think chiropractor, they just go to that person. They go to that person they've established that relationship with. And once you're somebody's chiropractor and you do a good job and you've impressed them, you're their chiropractor for life. Even if they stop coming to you and you're, because there's many times while I'll be out and about and I mention that I'm a chiropractor, uh, people always say, oh, this is my chiropractor. Or this is my chiropractor. Oh, when was the last time you saw them? Oh, last year. Well, you might want to stop, well, go by, say hello. You might want to get checked. You know, it's been a year. You should stop by and see your chiropractor. If you're not going to the chiropractor, he's not really your chiropractor. Uh, but in their mind, they have a chiropractor. And if they've ever, if that motivation or the need ever arises to them that enough for them to seek action, they're immediately going to think of that person and go seek that person. And you can start those relationships early with people with online marketing, but you have to constantly be in front of them. You constantly have to be providing them free content and giving them a reason to 
to think about you so that when they think chiropractor, they don't go and search Google for the local guy. They go and they seek you out because they associate you with chiropractor or you with whatever service you provide, which is chiropractic care. There's examples of marketing everywhere. I don't want to spend a lot of time on marketing um, other than to point out that there's plenty of marketing done by big companies all around us. And there are location-driven services that spend a lot of money to market to you. And you are the you view marketing all of the time. And you see what they do. And, and you respond to it. So what worked? Why did you go to one place uh, compared to any of the other places in your community that you could have gone to to get a car wash or a haircut or uh, you know, get your car worked on? You know, what, why did you go to, uh, why did you bring your dog to that groomer? You know, why did you go to any particular service-based business that's in your community? Even if it's a big chain, like, you know, there's Jiffy Lube. Well, what did Jiffy Lube do to get in front of you? Why did you think of Jiffy Lube? And look at these things that they do that are very simple, that are putting, you know, they put, they have one, they have a lot of signs. They send out a lot of cards. They do a lot of coupons. That's what Jiffy Lube does. That they're, so they're always in front of you. And the name, Jiffy Lube, and then the locations that they pick. And they, you know, location, location, location. There has to be a there, a... there is no ideal location. There's an ideal location for you. But there has to be something to sell. Is it retail? Is it in a strip mall? Is it, is, is it uh, convenient to work? Is it uh, on a main thoroughfare? Is it... You know, there's something to sell uh, to your... Uh, and it identifies who you are. So when you market, you need to market your location because that defines who you are, at least in part. Obviously, you're more than your location, but it's an important part of who you are, and you need people to know where you are And because where you are is extremely important in their decision-making process on what chiropractor they're going to go see. Pay attention to your local rules and regulations and just pay attention and look at what the people are doing in your community. If uh, if the big companies in your area uh, are spending a lot of money on direct mail, well, you might want to consider spending some money on direct mail because there's a reason those companies are spending money doing that. If you notice that signage or publications in your community or events, there's particularly big events or meetings that get involved with those meetings. Uh, you know, there was uh, a number of different things. There was uh, like the Kiwanis Club meeting in our community. I went to that a number of times. One... Uh, it's just at a nice location. It's at the same time. It's every week. You're going out. You're having lunch. It's a nice lunch. Your money goes to support a nice charity. You say hello to a few people. Uh, you share a couple of thoughts. You move on. You know, and, and and you find out what's going on in the community, uh, because other people will show up and they'll say like, uh, uh, there was Salvation Army was. Uh, I remember at one of these meetings, the Salvation Army was doing something, and I thought, well, that sounds nice. Uh, I would like to participate in that. And I went and I participated in it and I had a lot of fun. It was, uh, I don't know how successful it was as uh, building the practice, but I, I was definitely involved in the community and people were knowing who I was, what I was all about, and that I was a chiropractor. And they were, um, you know, so if they thought chiropractor, they may have thought of me. I did, it's not anything I kept track of in terms of uh, how, how many patients that I derived from this activity uh, because I eat lunch every day. So if I, 
uh, so that Kiwanis Club lunch, that was something that I did. There was also, there was a morning coffee meeting, like a social networking group, and people would get together and they essentially would like each other on Facebook and they would do social media in the coffee shop, but they would just be face-to-face. They'd talk about what they're doing in the community, talk about local events, and as a result, uh, you know, I would just go once a week and get get a nice cup of coffee and sit for a few minutes and listen and participate. And it didn't take more than a few minutes uh, to participate in this group, maybe 30 or 40 minutes. There was a um, ever-changing group of attendees that would come. Uh, and I, it's not like I made it every single week. I made it some weeks. I didn't make it others. But it did result in me doing other things in the community. I know that I participated in a basketball tournament as a result of that meeting. Uh, that I enjoyed and I had a lot of fun doing and I met other people uh, at that event uh, and uh, all because I would go there and get a cup of coffee and it took me it would, and the only investment was the time and the cup of coffee but it did result in a number of reviews on Facebook it did result in a number of likes it resulted in friends and connections and I did the same thing for those people and those people would do the same thing for me we would talk about their businesses we would like each other we would look our businesses up and we would uh, do those things for each other and those things helped build your position uh, when people actually are looking for a chiropractor in your area. So you want to use social media to support your grassroots traditional efforts within the community. That's the best way that these platforms like Facebook and Google and other things can be used to your benefit. These gurus and these services that are targeting you, telling you how wonderful they are, the people that actually run businesses, big businesses, that are dedicated to this believe that it's all those are all scams they're just trying to get money out of you and they really have nothing of any value to offer and that they avoid it because it's not worth it they do think that they some of the one of these companies they were working on uh the uh, prosthetic limbs they were a, a robotics company with pro, that makes or works with prosthetic limbs. So they they make different parts. Uh, so they can send you a kit. Like so let's say you're in a third world nation where people are suffering from landmines or something. You, you know you can make a donation or you can buy one of these kits and it results in one of these children or these adults or whoever needs it getting the parts that they need in order to make a prosthetic, quasi-robotic prosthetic limb. Uh, And it's quite amazing. And they're using these platforms. They're investing in companies. They have teams of people dedicated to it. If there was a way to do this where they could use their where they could use their resources, their people, their labor in order to generate income, they would definitely explore those options and they have explored those options. But when it comes to location based services, which are there's a huge amount of marketing dollars spent on every year, those people tell me that these ads uh, and those uh, they're just not worth it. They're highly volatile. That they're hard to make profitable, they're extremely expensive, and that the best use of them is to support your traditional forms of marketing. Well, thank you very much. I love and appreciate all of you. That was my meditation today on marketing a location-based service. Um, I hope uh, everyone has a 
wonderful holiday season. I don't know if I'll be back before the holidays, but it is early December in 2018, and I will do my absolute best to make sure that another episode is posted before 2019. God uh, may God flow from the above down inside out. Just replace God with innate. <laughs> I said um way too many times today. Um, and then I, of course, proceed to say um again. I'm going to continue to work on it. I do like the more meditative aspect of these episodes compared to previous edited episodes. But there are some available on iTunes and other platforms where so if you, I did touch on some of these topics before. Uh, so if you want if you want more information or more content about uh, location driven service um, location driven service based businesses and marketing those biz- those uh, services, uh, you can check out some previous episodes. And um, you know I've got a couple different things in the works that I've been looking at. They're just ideas. They're just thoughts uh, that I, and then that's what I. I go and I research. People ask questions, and then I go and I research, and I try and give them the best answer that I can. So their question at the same time, it gives me an outline for a podcast, which is what happened today. Because this is this is very common uh, questions. As people ask these questions all the time, uh, but uh, I do love and appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to these podcasts. And I hope you share it with your friends, and that everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Thank you.